Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Kingsway Podcast. You are about to hear a message from a recent Sunday service. We consider it a privilege to be on a spiritual journey with you. So take a few moments with us and allow God to inspire you today. Good morning. Now, I know Pastor Sean was really nice and said lots of nice things, but I'm not up here because, you know, I'm just a preacher. (laughs) This isn't... um, you know, this isn't something that, and I've told you before, necessarily comes naturally. It's not something that I just, you know, love to do all the time. I, I enjoy being up here and talking with you, and I believe that the Holy Spirit has given me something to share with you, um, but I just, I just want you to, to know that, um, you know, it hasn't, hasn't been an easy week either, and, um, but as I spent time with the Lord, this is, this is something that I have felt for a long time is, is something that I wanted to share with you um, as a congregation. I just feel that it's so important. It's something that, well, it, it's a few things, actually, that the Lord has taught me in my life so far and is still teaching me, and I know is, is teaching this worship team and the members of it, and I've just felt like this is something that we need to hear. It's something that's so important, and so um, I believe that, that the Lord has has prompted me to share this with you. And um, so let's pray and just and just ask the Holy Spirit to open our hearts to what he has to say and to what he wants to do. Father, we come before you this morning and we thank you for being here. We thank you for being with us. We thank you for your presence in this place. Lord, we give this to you. God, you know that I can't do this by myself and that, that I need you to speak through me, Lord. And I just ask that every eye Every heart would be on you, God, that you would speak what you want to speak, Lord, and that people would receive what you would have them to receive today. Lord, open our hearts to you. God, compel us to worship. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I wanted, I wanted to also make the point that I don't, I don't think that it's because I'm your worship leader that I'm up here talking about worship. It's, it's not because I'm the worship leader, so that's what I do, I talk about worship. I don't think that's why. I, I truly believe that I'm your worship leader, or that God has allowed me this opportunity. And, and same for the, the team up here, God has allowed us to be up here. God has placed us in this position because he has taught us how to be worshipers, because he has shown us the importance of worship in our lives. And so that is why I'm sharing this with you. Not because, you know, it's, it's what I'm supposed to say because I, I'm up here as your worship leader, but because God has done this in my heart and in my life. And um, so we're, today we're going to talk about why we worship. Why worship? We come in here every week, and, and sometimes I stand up here and I tell you to clap, and I tell you to lift your hands, and I tell you to sing, and I encourage you, and I say, come on, let's worship, let's praise God. But Why? And I know some of you think to yourselves, but I'm tired. You don't know the week that I've had, or I'm depressed, or you don't know what I'm facing. I don't want to worship. So why worship? Why? I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge you today to worship more, to worship in every circumstance, no matter what you're facing, no matter how you're feeling. I want to challenge you today to make worship your first response Or maybe some of you come in here on Sundays and you get filled up and you participate and you engage in worship and then you leave and you don't do it again until the next Sunday. How many of you realize that worship can be a part of your everyday life? Worship can be a part 
of every situation. It can be your response to everything. And so today, that's what we're going to talk about. Why worship? Why do it? What's the point? So I want us to turn to, in the Bible, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Now, I encourage you to go home and read this whole story to yourself. And, and actually, we've t I've talked to you about this story before, pointing something else out. But I think this is an awesome story to really get some good worship principles out of. So I'm going to paraphrase a little bit of it for you. Go home and read the whole thing. It's really powerful. Second Chronicles chapter 20. I'm going to paraphrase, and then I'm, we're going to hone in on a few verses. So this is the story of King Jehoshaphat who was the king of Judah at the time. And he's the king, and, and they're, you know, living, everything's good. Well, one day, this day, they received word that three nations have come together unified against them, and they are headed their way to attack them. Three nations are headed to attack Judah and King Jehoshaphat. They are severely outnumbered. Needless to say, they were alarmed. Wouldn't you be? They were a little bit scared. Three huge, it, the Bible says it was a vast army, and they were headed their way, headed their way to attack. So they're a little bit scared. They're freaking out, basically. King Jehoshaphat said, okay, everybody. He called all of Judah together, all of Jerusalem together, and he said, come on, we've got to fast. We've got to pray. We need some help. We've got to cry out to the Lord. And so that's what they did. They fasted. They prayed. They were pleading. You guys remember that message from the other week? They were pleading with God. God, help us. We don't know what to do. Look at this huge army headed our way. We have no idea what we're going to do. God, we need your help. You are our only hope. That's what they were saying. God, help us. Only you can save us. We can't do this by ourselves. We don't know what to do. We don't have the answer. God, we need your help. And they waited there before the Lord. And then if you remember in this story, the Spirit came upon a man named Jehaziel, and God spoke through him. God answered the people of Judah. And so I want to read to you what God's response was. And that starts in verse 15. And so this is God speaking through Jehaziel. He said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, listen, King Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up. So he tells them where to find them, but you will not even need to fight Take your positions, stand still, and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. It's also kind of funny. Lara <laughs> basically preached this entire message through song <laughs> before. So if you didn't get it in worship, you're going to get it now. So that's just confirming what God is saying. Verse 18. Then King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground. And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. 
Then the Levites stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout. Did you get that? So God answered them. He said, it's going to be okay. I've got this. I'm going to win. You don't even need to be afraid. You don't even need to fight. You just need to stand, and I will make you victorious. And what did they do? Amen. You can clap for that. That's awesome. That is awesome. And what did they do? They bowed low and they worshiped him. They praised God for what he said. So why worship? First point here is that we worship because we know, or we can know, that we already have the victory. God has already made us victorious. That's what they did. God promised them, I will make you victorious. I'll fight your battle. I've got this. And they worshiped. They worshiped because they knew they would be victorious. They worshiped because God promised them that he would be with them. I want to point this out too. They worshiped directly after that. So, so just for the sake of the story, I don't know what day of the week it was, but just for this, the sake of the story, let's say that it was Friday when God, God answered them, God answered their prayers, God was talking to them, he promised them, I'll be with you. It was Friday. The battle, the war was going to happen the next day on Saturday. Do you realize that they chose to worship, they worshiped God on Friday before the battle had even taken place? So that day, at that point, things still looked really bad for, Israel, for Judah, for King Jehoshaphat. There was still a vast army headed their way to attack them. So from the outside looking in, it didn't look very good, right? All they had was this promise. They were holding on to a promise, but things still did not look good for them. But they still chose to worship. They chose to worship because they knew they would have the victory. We have an Amber Alert. Everyone. I can hear it off going off. <laughs> all right. Have we all cleared the, <laughs> the alarm? <laughs> it's okay. So the victory had not yet happened. It was Friday. To the naked eye, look at, looking at things the way that they were right then, they still should have been scared. They still should have been terrified. But they chose to worship. Why? Why worship? Because they trusted God. They believed his word. They took that promise that he gave them, and they held on to it, and they believed it. And they said, you know what, we, we can take God at his word. They knew who God was, and they believed that he was going to do what he said he was going to do. And so because of that, out of that, they worshipped him. They weren't scared. They weren't afraid anymore. They worshipped. They praised God because they knew the victory was going to be theirs. Amen? How many of you today are facing something are looking at things that don't look very good? How, how many of you uh, have strain in your relationships or maybe a job doesn't look good or maybe, maybe you got a bad report from the doctor? Whatever it is, 
looking at it, it doesn't look good, and you don't know what you're going to do. You don't know how it's going to work out. This is something that's out of your control, and you can't fix it by yourself. How many of you have ever found yourselves there, or maybe found yourself there today? I certainly have. Certainly. I want you to know that you can worship God today. You can praise God today. You can, you can worship him anyway because he has already given you the victory. Because of the things that he's promised you, you can take him at his word. His word that promises, like we sang today, that he will be with us, that he will never leave us or forsake us. He won't leave us alone. He will provide everything that we need. He will bring us healing. He will bring us restoration. Those are the things that he's promised us in his word, and we can believe that today, even if we haven't seen it yet, even if we don't feel it, even if things still look bad. We can choose to worship him and to praise him because of his word because we can trust him. Amen? And I believe with all my heart, I believe with all my heart that when we choose to do that, despite how things look, despite how we feel, that honors God. That pleases his heart. The Bible says that he looks for those who will worship him in spirit and truth. The Father longs for us to worship him. And I can tell you, I can tell you that the times where I have chosen to worship God, despite what my circumstances looked like, despite how I felt, even though I didn't know how things would work out when I chose to worship him anyway, God met me there. God changed me. So why worship? We worship also because our worship can be a weapon of warfare. When you find yourself in the battle, when you see the enemy attacking you, you can use weapon, or worship as a weapon of warfare. Let's look at that scripture again. Let's go to verse 21. So God, God has answered them, God has given them this promise they held on to it. They trusted him. They believed it. They worshiped God because of that promise, because they knew they would have the victory. The next day, this is Saturday now, the next day, they went out to battle. And in verse 21, it says, after consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. I'm looking at Laura because we just sang that, didn't we? <laughs> we sang that. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. Verse 22. At the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies to begin fighting amongst themselves. The, the army defeated themselves. They killed each other. The enemy killed each other. And God gave them the victory right there. At the very moment they began to sing and give praise, God gave them the victory. Did you hear that? I don't think you heard that. Because when I read that, I was really excited. Just, just think about it for a minute. If you were the commander of an army, 
if I was the commander of an army, I would think, now I'm not a commander, but I would just assume that you would send out your, your biggest, strongest, most intimidating men, the biggest guns, right? Your biggest machines out first. You want to intimidate the enemy, right? I would assume. Maybe. If I were the commander, I would send out my biggest, most intimidating guys with their big guns and, and trucks and machines out first. That's who I would send first. But Jehoshaphat sent the singers. So like, so like me and Laura and, and Sandy and Mark and Chad, we would be at the front singing. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a funny picture if you think about it. We would just go out singing to battle. I mean, it's kind of funny. But, and so why did he do that? Why? Because he knew that worship was a powerful weapon in warfare. And it was even more powerful than the biggest guns. They already knew that they weren't going to win with their guns or their swords at the time. They knew that they couldn't. So he sent the worshipers, he sent the singers out first because he knew that that was the most powerful weapon of warfare. And so I want you to know today, I want you to realize that you have access to the weapon of worship. When you find yourself in battle, when you find yourself in warfare, you can use worship as a weapon. And what do I mean by that? Obviously, it's not a sword that you pull out that says worship. So, so how do we use our worship as a weapon? What does it do? What do I mean by that? Worship is a weapon because when you begin to worship, when you praise God, it puts things into proper perspective. It makes God bigger than everything else that you're looking at. So think about it. When you have a problem, when you encounter a struggle, when you get frustrated, when you get overwhelmed, when things aren't going your way at work, when things are going crazy at home, when you get a bad note or report from the doctor, it seems like a big deal. And it is a big deal. You, you're very upset. You're very overwhelmed. You're very stressed out. And that's the only thing that you can think about, right? You want to you wanna figure out how you can fix it. What do I do? Where do I need to go? It's, a, it's this huge mountain in front of you, and you need to get on the other side of it. But you're facing this thing, this huge mountain. But when you begin to worship, it begins to make God bigger than that mountain. It puts things back in perspective. It reminds you that even though that mountain might be big, and even though you might not be able to get across it, over it by yourself, God is still bigger than that mountain. And it puts things back in perspective where they belong. It reminds you, it reminds you that God is sovereign, that he's on his throne, that he has got you in the palm of his hand, that he's with you. He'll never leave you. When you begin to worship and exalt him, it puts God back on his throne where he belongs in your life and in your mind. Your worship can be used as a weapon. It reminds you of who God is, how big he is, what he said to you, what he's promised you in your word. When you begin to worship, it puts things back in perspective. It also reminds the enemy that he's defeated. There's no harm in that. When I begin to worship, I'm telling the enemy, you're defeated. I've, I have the victory. God has promised me the victory, and I know where I stand. Amen? 
That's our weapon. We are declaring who God is, what he's promised us, what we know he's going to do. And lastly, there's power in that name. Amen? The Bible says that, that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus. It says that God gave him the name above every other name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. So when you begin to praise and you begin to worship and exalt that name, things begin to happen. When you worship the name that's above every other name, it's a weapon, and God begins to move, and the enemy has to flee. Come on, it says every, every knee would bow. That means the knee of the enemy, too. That means the knee of, of the enemy that you're facing, of your problems, of your sickness. It has to bow at the name of Jesus. So when you worship that name, when you exalt that name, there's power in that. That's a weapon that we can use. God gave them the victory when they began to worship him, when they began to praise him. So, so when they got to the, the battlefield, everybody was already dead. <laughs> Can you imagine that? So they were worshiping, they were praising. I don't know what they expected, but it says that when they got there, not a single person was standing. It, said, it literally says that. Go and read it. It says not a single one of them had escaped. The enemy confused it. God caused the enemy to confuse itself and to kill itself when they began to worship and exalt the name of our great God. He gave them the victory. Amen. That's powerful. Go back and read that story and read all the details. It's powerful. That leads me to my final point. And I believe that these two are kind of intertwined. So we worship because, because it's a weapon of warfare. We can use our worship as a weapon. And I also believe that we worship because it's in that place of worship, in his presence, that we find our strength, that we find everything that we need. And that, again, is, is something that I've, the Lord has, has shown me over and over again. This is a principle that, that I've had to put into practice. Because I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life, you know, I'm, I'm a person just like you. Um, you know, I've been beat down. I've, I've been betrayed. I've been hurt by people. I've, I've found myself in situations that I didn't know how to get out of. I've been so depressed and, and hurt at times, I didn't know what else to do. And I know some of you have found yourself there. Maybe some of you were there today. And I had a choice in those moments. And I haven't always made the right choice. But I'm telling you, when I chose to just get into the presence of God and to just worship him anyway and to just, to just choose to say, how great is our God? And I believe that. And God, I believe that you're good anyway. Even though I can't see it, 
even though I don't feel anything right now, when I chose to just say, you're good, you're great, I trust you, I believe what you said in your word, when I chose to do that, God changed me. Again, God put things into perspective for me, reminded me who he was, reminded me that he's with me like he already has it. He's reminded us that he's with us. When I chose to worship him anyway, God strengthened me. And more than once when I chose to do that, I watched God change my circumstances too. Maybe not immediately, maybe not even the way that I thought he was going to, but every time God gave me the victory when I chose to do that. Worship is so important, and it can be something that you use not just on Sundays, not just when things are going well, not just when the Spirit moves you. Worship can be a lifestyle. It can be your response to everything. It can be a weapon that you use against the enemy. It can be the place where you find your strength, where God encourages you, where God lifts you up. That's what it's been for me. This isn't, this isn't a show. This isn't a job. This isn't something that I do just because I like music. God has taught me that worshiping him is a lifestyle, and it's crucial. And God has changed my life because of that. And I want you to get that today. And I really believe, I believe this. God was speaking this to me so clearly during worship. I believe that some of you are in a place today where you need to hear that, you need to know that. You might be facing something that you don't know how to get out of it, you don't know what to do, you don't know what your response should be. God is telling you. God, I believe that God has orchestrated things today and changed the order of things today because he wanted to speak to some specific hearts. And he wanted to remind you, he wants you to know that when you worship him, when you get in his presence, when you choose to worship him, he's going to give you victory. He's going to strengthen you. I have just a couple of examples from that, of that in the Bible. Pastor Sean mentioned this the other week also. In 1 Samuel, the Bible says that David strengthened himself in the Lord. When he, when he thought that his men were going to stone him and he was upset and he was discouraged, that's what he did. He got by himself with God and he encouraged himself in the Lord. He strengthened himself in the Lord. The Bible tells us in Psalm 16 that there is fullness of joy in his presence. When we get in his presence and we worship him, he restores our joy. Psalm 91 says that when we dwell in the shelter of the Most High, we will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. He gives us rest in his presence. And Isaiah 40 tells us that when we wait on the Lord, he will renew our strength. How many of you could use some strength today? 
whether you're facing a battle or not, we're, we're human. We get worn down. We get beat down. We get tired. Your babies get sick and get ear infections, and you get no sleep for like five days in a row. I don't know. That, that may be just me. but <laughs> So some of us could use some strength today. I believe that. And I want you to know that you can find your strength in his presence as you worship him. When you choose to worship him, despite what it looks like and despite what you feel like, that honors God, that pleases him, and he draws near to you, and he will give you strength in his presence. Amen? So would you stand with me? And I want to just allow us some time to do that. I don't know if this is for everyone, if this is just for one person, but I want to just allow us some time. And worship was awesome. I wish we could have just stayed there. But I want to just allow us some time to worship. Why worship? Why do we do this? We worship him because we know through Jesus he has already given us the victory. We worship him because we can trust his word. We can trust, we can believe the things that he has promised us. We worship him because of that. We worship him because it's a weapon against the enemy. And we worship him because we know that's where we find our strength. And because it honors him and it pleases him. So as they get ready and we, we sing a song together, I want to just encourage you to just worship the Lord. To just sing it. To just open your heart. To lift your hands. If you need to come to the altar and worship, then come. If you want to worship in your pew, that's fine. If you'd rather get by yourself with God, that's fine. But whatever you need to do to just worship, we just want you to know today that worship is powerful. Just like we read in that story. It was at the moment they began to praise and worship the Lord that things began to happen, that God gave them the victory. How many of you will choose today to stand with us and to sing with us, to worship and exalt the name above every other name, the name of Jesus, the name that never changes, the name that is so good, the name that loves us, the name that has promised us victory, the name that is our healer, the name that is our deliverer. How many of you will worship our great God, the one who is above everything, the one who is victorious, there's no one like him. There's no one like him. There's no one above him. Come on, let's just worship him. Let's just tell him how good he is, how great he is. Oh God. God, as we worship you, as we exalt your name, as we sing your praises, Lord, I ask that you meet your people here, God. I ask that you would change their circumstances, Lord. I ask that you would encourage them that you remind them of your promises. Remind them of how big you are. Remind them of who you are. Help us to believe, God, that you are who you say you are, and you will do what you said you will do. God, we believe you today. We worship you today. We exalt you above everything else, Lord. We choose to worship you. We choose to worship you. We at Kingsway hope you enjoyed this message. It was not by chance you listened to it. God is speaking to you. 
Visit kingswaycc.org to find the podcast from Pastor Sean. We pray today that this somehow inspired you to draw closer to God and to connect with His people, His purpose, and His power. God bless you.